Father, I submit this time unto you. Father, you have made me stand here. I am not at all worthy again. And again, I am saying that I am not worthy, Lord. Father, your grace, you have brought us, brought us here. Father, it is a miracle that you done in each and every one of, one of us that we could come and stand in your presence. Your presence is holy. And no one can stand before, before you because you are so holy. Father, you have given us a, an opportunity through your son Jesus Christ to come before you. Father, I thank you. Let the, let the word and let the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We were uh, actually, we were meditating on a series actually, uh, Freedom in Christ is the birthright of a spiritual, uh, of spiritual Israel. This was the first and second. The first message was about Abraham, how Abraham, uh, Ab Ab uh, how Abraham uh, uh, w was given the promises and how he was deceived in his, in his, in his, in his walk and then how God res restored him. Then we looked at again uh, into, uh, into uh, the second uh, thing was, uh, that we discussed was the free will that God gave. The free will that God gave to choose between right and right and wrong, had we had lost that at, that at that point when Adam sinned, and we had lost, we took the uh, uh, we took that uh, uh, that that gift, and then we became totally under bondage to sin. We we have looked these two uh, studies in the last. And now we are going to join between these two studies into one where how the freedom of will was given and how uh, that, was, uh, that was the one preamble that I'll be giving now because I, I know that this was given three, three months back. And then after that, Abraham's, uh, Abraham's uh, uh, message and life was being given how he was, how he got, uh, he, he got deceited in his life, uh, then how he was rest, restored by God. So here we see, we, we will look into the preamble. Uh, we meditated on the free will which was lost. That means uh, God gave the free will to do to do, uh, except one, uh, one restriction he gave, and in that Adam failed. And that, that was a very important, uh, crucial thing that happened because the freedom of will was lost. Because from that time onwards, we are totally, we are bound to sin. We think fleshly, we uh, talk fleshly, we look lustfully, everything of our acts has gone flesh fleshly. So even the prayer of us, whatever we want to pray, we could not pray because whatever is our prayer was not acceptable to God. Even before, previously, we used to read a certain prayer which is uh, which is written and come to the church before, before we were born again. We used to say something which the priests say or whatever if you, are a, if you were a Christian or if we were uh, some other religion, we were going according to the rituals. But what happened was uh, when God called us, we had a personal rela a relationship through Christ and 
we got the freedom to worship him back in Christ, which was lost in Adam. So we, we, have, we have looked into that. The free will was under bondage. And uh, then we know that in Genesis chapter 5, 3, Adam beget a son of his own likeness and after his image and called him Seth. So here we see Adam beget a son uh, which, is, uh, which is of his own likeness and his image. God created in his own likeness and image. But now Adam created in his own likeness after his image. This is, this is the difference that happened uh, because of the sin that came in. Uh, so uh, then we are not even able to fulfill the first commandment uh, which is to love God with all our hearts, with all our strength and with all our spirit. Even that first commandment we are not able to. See, when, when, we, uh, when, 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 we, when we spell out the uh, uh, benediction at the end, how many of us really pray that that benediction is for me? Just, just think, most of us will be picking up our things, packing, and this is, this is what we are this is what we are doing. That is why I, I said that even our prayers are not accepted. So, here, uh, uh, when we have an important event on a Friday, we keep, we keep uh, the only one thing that we can keep it away, even for sports. If there is sports in the, in the school or college, the important thing is sports. What a pathetic situation that we are facing. Then, if, uh, if at all, daily meditation with God, how do we do that? Again, mostly we do not have a meditation proper. Either we will be sleeping or you will be uttering something which God and you, both of you, doesn't, doesn't know. I am not mentioning about you when I said this is only, a, it, it, it accounts to me also. So, most of us, we do it in such a manner that God himself doesn't understand what this person is speaking. So, this is, this, this is the bondage that we are into. Uh, and the bondage has made us to do the minimal thing. Minimal thing that is required to please God. Very minimal thing. So, we have looked into five instances from the word of God uh, that the bondage to show that it is so severe is so severe that we cannot please God. We looked the first one as bondage for love, for darkness. Jesus said in John 3.19 and uh, there uh, Jesus said, the light has come into the world and the people loved darkness. It is not because that the light was not there but people love darkness. And they did not. They, we, in the third, 20th verse, uh, we read, everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. So most of our works cannot be ex exposed. So we don't show it. You know, we, 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 we might go and stand and dance amidst the crowd. But when you understand that there are few uh, church members there, then your action will be different. So, this is, this is, uh, this is what uh, Jesus, Jesus says, that, uh, that we are not, uh, we, we hate light, and we do not come to the light, lest his works should be ex exposed. A natural man loves darkness to light, means he hates light, light is hated and darkness is loved. You cannot, you cannot uh, renounce something which you really love. Darkness is loved for a natural, for a natural person. Uh, we, we read as a second bondage, bondage of self-glorification. 
there also we saw that self-glorification we are always looking at self-glory how we will be glorified in each and every situation what is your position you look at uh, the other day I said uh, in WhatsApp and in Facebook we are all very much present and active and uh, when you post something and someone did not comment immediately when you meet or talk you will you will definitely say huh I did not see a tick or a like this uh, this is uh, self-glorification and another 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 problem which I mentioned was to encourage people to that extent that they will not understand that this encouragement is making their fall sure. So the encouragement to people, it should be spiritual. It shouldn't be worldly. So that is uh, the bondage of love, love for self-glorification. I'm not going much deep into it because we, again, the bondage of hatred towards love. We read in Romans 8, 7 that the mind, the mind of the flesh is, the, the, the mind of the flesh is actively hostile to God. There, uh, our mind is actively hostile to God in Romans 8, 7. Actively. You, uh, it, it cannot submit to the law, even to the first law to love God with all your heart, with your heart. Then again, we looked into James 4.4, 4, where do you know that being the world's friend by loving things of the world is God's enemy? There also we, 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 saw, we saw that our love, our way, how we present to the world, everything is worldly. Mostly is worldly. Uh, why I am always mentioning this is we are a special people. We are bought by, not by coins, not by gold, not by silver, but with a precious blood. So that is the reason that we should be very careful as a child of God who was purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Again, the bondage of spiritual death. Uh, we read that we were all dead. We were all dead. Dead means no life. There is no life at all. So we were all dead in trespasses and sins. That means we never knew how to do good. We were all dead in, in trespasses and sins. So these, these were our spiritual bondages. And the fifth one uh, that we will be looking today will be, uh, we, will, we will go to that. Uh, that will be the fifth bondage. But before, before that, I would wish to uh, uh, give a preamble of how the bondage where Paul brings in uh, the faith of Patriarch Abraham uh, who is the father of faith to show how miserably he failed in his efforts to please God. This was the uh, first message. Uh, we read in 15th uh, chapter, uh, we read that uh, Abraham was 75 years old and uh, we, we, we see that Abraham had a conversation there between God and God and him. And in that conversation, uh, he said only about one thing, I don't have a child. Uh, of my own bowels. Uh, I am having only this uh, servant. God, God said, done. God gave the promise that you will have your own son. That is what, and uh, so they both, they both, in essence, agreed. In the 16th chapter, after 10 years, this is after 10 years, 16th chapter, he was, uh, Abraham was the age of 86, and waiting after 10 years, Abraham uh, looked into Sarah, Sarah's body, and Sarah looked at him. It is impossible to accomplish the promise of God. Now, they decided to seek another way, which is to support God by their plan. Support God by their plan. 
thus Ishmael was born. Uh, Ishmael was born uh, to a slave. That is the, uh, the, the, the very important aspect that we need to look. That Adam, uh, Abraham asked that I don't want a slave. And finally, he finally agreed to have a slave. And he had a slave, which he did not agree in chapter 15, which was considered as righteousness of God. In 16th uh, chapter, we see that the righteousness of God, he, he himself committed mistake, and from there he fell. Then, uh, then we see uh, in... Uh, uh, then we see... Uh, in 18th chapter that he was at the age of 99. So for 24 years, we see that God did not talk to him. And uh, uh, there we, we see him, we see God having another conversation, another conversation, direct conversation. God enters into a conversation with Abraham and Sarah. God said, I'm going to do what I did promise to you. Now, he is, he is a God who promises and he will do. Now he, he promises that he is, uh, whatever promised is going to be done. Ab, Ab, uh, here Abraham says, now see what he says. I'm having a son now and whatever I have is enough. I don't need another son. In other words, he's asking God to ratify the sin that he's done. The sin is done. He's done two things. He's taken a wife and he's had a child. Two, two sins he's done. He's fallen there and he's telling to ratify his deeds as righteousness. Suppose if he had done that, imagine the gospel would have been different. The whole gospel would have been different. So God did not do that. God did not ratify that. And then uh, uh, God said that you will have uh, that the promise was that because of your son, all the families in the earth will be blessed. So that has to come. The Isaac has to come. Isaac is the promised son and which Sarah bore at the age of 91. Imagine at the age of 91, it was totally a miracle. Now when you believe in God's promises, you will see only miracle. But when you sabotage God's plan, you will see curse or flesh. Sabotaging God's plan is helping God to accomplish things. That means God has a plan. The plan might be closed door. Closed door, totally closed door. But you want to open it. You sabotage by something and it opens. That is not the opening. The op closed door is a blessing for you. That is what I wanted to add there. Now we see that uh, we see that uh, two things, very important uh, two things that we need to look into. That is, Abraham had two sons and two, two wives. The two sons, actually, we will be going through the meditation, we will be seeing that the two sons are the products, are the products, either sin or the promise. I, if, it is, if, if, if it is the, the, the fleshly nature, it is the sin. Sin is the product. So you, we see sin, curse, everything as Ishmael. And we see, uh, we see um, uh, uh, Isaac as a blessing and God's plan, which, which is accomplished in faith 
to fulfill the promise, to fulfill the promises. So, I just bring in a small story which you will understand it more well. This is just similar to Abraham, but I just, I, I just made it. So, it, uh, so it'll, you will be able to understand, understand it well. Uh, uh, it is, consider that you are not having a house and you pray for a house. One day a prophecy comes to you that you shall have a house. Now you have the prophecy and you pray daily for it. The prophecy is there, so you pray daily. Nothing happens for the next 10 years. After 10 years, there is no way that the house is going to be built or materialized. Accidentally, a bank manager visits your house and you share about your waiting for the promise. And he tells you that, oh, now the bank has uh, a new policy. It'll, if you have a land, you will get, get three times uh, of the value of the plot to build a house. You know, it's, it, when, you, when he heard it, he was looking at the manager. Looking at the manager, uh, this should be the promise that God has given. And immediately you think about the promise and you look at the manager as if he was sent by God as per the promise. He decides to take the loan. A new house is ready. Once the new house is ready, that testimony flows. The manager is the agent from God. The inauguration was done. The testimony again follows. The repayment is, uh, of loan is continuing with some difficulty. Suddenly the COVID comes. Everything went into lockdown. The repayment is stopped. Now the manager comes home as the loan is defaulted. The manager now looks like what? Like the agent of God? Looks like the agent of devil. The price of the land was only one-fourth of the cost of the house, so the bank decided to keep the house on auction to recover the loan amount. Now the prophecy, the house, the testimony has become a blessing, a curse, a curse. What went wrong? When you look at it, he could not believe in the promise of God that was a sin. He could not believe the promise of God. The promise was, was God was there. This is Ishmael. Taking a loan again, this is also Ishmael. You know, uh, I'll finish and I'll tell you another a, a small, small, small thing. Uh, so to have a house is not wrong. And to get the prophecy is not wrong. But the means that we used to satisfy the end was wrong. But if you would have waited and had faith in God, you would be able to construct a small house without a loan, which would have kept house, property, and testimony intact. Now you see, uh, now you see that the product those two products, the, uh, the, the sons, uh, uh, those two products, the, uh, the, the, un, the unbelief in God, and, uh, and then uh, the loan taken have all become the product of curse. Now, the problem is that we cannot believe in the promises of God. We constitute, we substitute uh, with our own deeds, which originates out of our sinful nature, 
not believing in the promises of God brings curse. See, here we see many things, our own deeds, our own deeds which we will be, uh, we will be relating it to two sons of Abraham, our own deeds, what we produce. And the one sinful flesh which is sitting inside us, inside us, and making us do all these things, our sinful flesh, that is the two mothers. Uh, we will be reading that in Galatians. We are learning that chapter for our study in the, in the, um, in the cell. So, the sinful nature, the self, or the not believing in God's promises are the reasons, the mother, that is producing the sin. Producing the sin. Producing Ishmael. Producing Isaac. The one which is inside. Now, I'll just stop there before I continue. Uh, there was one person who... Uh, who, one pastor who wanted to buy a car on a loan. And at the same time, another, another person was willing to give him some money to buy a car. This person was collecting the money to pay him, and that person was praying and praying. Finally, what happened was, when I came to know, the pastor bought a car, and he called me, I have bought a car. I said, how? He said, uh, uh, I have taken a loan. Now, the other person calls me and he asks me, I am having some money, what, what if I pay this pastor for buying a car? Imagine, imagine uh, what our own selfish deeds have put us in. Now he is struggling to pay his monthly once the car was there, he did not pay. So that, this is this is what this is what the inside you know the sinful nature that is inside us is creating the problem. So uh, so here uh, in uh, in Galatians chapter two. 2024, we read that uh, yeah, uh, Galatians uh, chapter 4, 22. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, that one by a bondmaid and the other by a free woman. 22 talks about two sons of Abraham. Two sons, Galatians 4, 22. It talks about two sons of Abraham. And uh, we will be uh, looking, looking into the bondage of divine condemnation and guilt. Uh, see, when you look into this bondage, when the law was introduced, this was slightly different from all the other bondages. All the other bondages were directly related to me. Now, when, this, when I mention about this divine condemnation, it is slightly going to be different because it is God's law. We read that the law was introduced and everyone was under condemnation. The judgment on sin was declared by God, which is against everyone because all are from Adam. Because God cannot please us because he is holy. He cannot please us. Now, we cannot uh, please God with our own deeds also. If we are pleasing God, it will be like us asking God, how is my righteousness? And God has to say, yes, that's good. It is not possible with our deeds. Each and every deeds are unrighteousness before, before God. Bible, Bible reads, our deeds are like filthy rags before God. So, for the, for the meditation that we, see, we saw that Galatians 4.22 talks about two sons. 
and Galatians 4:23 talks about two wives. One is a bondwoman who was born after. Uh, uh, it talks about like this, but he who was uh, of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, and he of of the free woman was by promise. So we see that mother of promise and the other one is uh, mother of flesh, Hagar and Sarah. So here we, we saw that the, the, the flesh, and, uh, flesh and promise we have seen, uh, we have seen. Now we see the previous story. In that previous story, there, there are many, God has given the promise if they, he, he would have continued in that promise, he wouldn't have had that curse. But he could not continue in that promise. And the curse uh, took him to big shame and further to many other problems. So here we see, uh, we, we see the one is the flesh and the other one was promised. The flesh... The flesh, we saw that the flesh was producing only sin. Only sin means whatever flesh that is Hagar is doing, it's only Ishmael. Hagar brings forth Ishmael only. And Sarah brings forth, uh, brings, uh, forth Isaac. Now, we, uh, we see in the next verse, in the uh, uh, 24th verse, which things are an allegory? See here, Paul says, a lot of hidden truth, it's a metaphor, are there in these two covenants. Paul says that these are two covenants. One is Sarah, one is Agar. These are two covenants. At the, uh, at, the, at the same time, I will just give you some examples of the two sons. Two sons, one is Ishmael, sinful deeds, born of our flesh. From that verse I am talking. The sinful deeds, born of flesh. This is the product of flesh, which is the sin. Uh, talks about any acts originated out of unbelief in God. So Ishmael is originated because of the unbelief in God. Unbelief in God. Isaac. Isaac is a product of faith. Faith talks about action and doing orig originated out of faith, promise in God. So Promise is the cause which produces godly deeds. This is a miracle work of God. No effort of man. Believing in God will fulfill God's standards. That means when Isaac is born, see for example, what is Isaac? Christ. We read in three, uh, Galatians 3.16 that it's Christ. Now when Isaac comes to us, what is the difference? What is the difference that we have? We have a lot of difference, a U-turn. You are going straight, suddenly you, 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 you take a U-turn and come back. So that is the kind of difference that you have when, when that's a miracle. Mean to say, you always used bad words only in your mouth. Now what are you saying? You are praising your your meditation is only in the word of God. Isn't it a miracle? The person who's totally on street, drunk, fallen on the road, and then you see him coming and sitting in the, sitting in the church and reading Bible and crying out of, out of uh, severe uh, 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 sadness and shock. Isn't it a miracle? That is a miracle. So, 
when you have faith in God, you see the miracle. You see the miracle. Now the two wives, Hagar. Hagar represents the flesh. It is in Mount Sinai. What does Mount, Mount Sinai say? Mount Sinai talks about the law. God gave law. Now, uh, it produces only bondage. So, uh, here, we need, to, we, need, we, we, we need to understand that uh, we need to understand that Hagar, the flesh, represents the covenant at Mount Sinai and produced uh, produce bondage, bondage only. Why God gave a covenant and why it became a bondage? Why it became a bondage? Have you ever thought of God gave something and how it become a, became a bondage? Because we defined God's law in the wrong manner. That is why Jesus came and said, no, 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 I did not come to change the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill the law. So there we see two laws. One is defined by man, the other one is defined by Christ, God. Christ is God's righteousness. So the righteousness we see in Christ. So we have these two things there. Jesus, Jesus says that my standards are not your standards. So uh, the, same, the same way, uh, Hagar went into a relationship, a covenant with the law. And now Hagar is producing, uh, producing only bonded people. Me to say only slaves. Why? Because uh, if uh, the law, man defined that if you do these kind of things two times, three times a day, pray, fasting, and then you do these kind of things, now you are counted righteous. You give your tithe, you give your everything, now you are counted righteous. Now, uh, if at all I am committing a sin, you bring a sacrifice and offer the sacrifice, your sin is atoned. Now what happened was, the sin is atoned, but the sinful nature is still in me. The sinful nature is still in me. This was the problem, was, was the first law that, that the man had, uh, how man defined that is why when I say man defined, I'll tell you why. Jesus, uh, uh, peop, uh, the, the people asked Jesus, what do you uh, uh, say about marriages? Marriage, marriage, marrying and divorcing, is it okay? Moses has given us the freedom to divorce. And what do you, what do you, what do you say about it? And Jesus, Jesus said, Moses said, because the hardness of your heart, the hardness of your heart. So the hardness of your heart was the reason that Moses the hardness of the heart was the reason that Moses allowed you to divorce. So that was defined by man in man's way. But when it when it came when it came to the righteousness of God, Jesus, Jesus said, yes, you say that you should not lust. That is the, command, that is the commandment. Uh, now, I say that even if you look at a lady with a lustful eyes, you have committed. You have committed lust. So the definition has got a vast difference. The other one was only once you commit. This is... I'm just telling you because of the easiness for you, for, for you to understand. So there, there we see Hagar is under bondage with this law and producing what? The self-righteous people. The self-righteous people. So whatever uh, Hagar is producing is all self-righteous people. Adam, Adam, Adam said when he sinned, no, 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 it is not me. The lady you gave, Gave me the fruit. The lady you gave. 
you see the self-righteousness? You gave. So he is putting God and the lady. He is neat. The same way, the same way we have when we comment about others. That he is good, he is bad. It's all based upon our standard. So uh, this is the problem that Hagar. Now Sarah, Sarah is the promise of God. That represents the covenant where? Where? At Calvary. At Calvary. I think you are all stuck somewhere. <laughs> the, the covenant at Calvary, uh, you know, this is where you and we were born. Otherwise, we wouldn't have that life. So, uh, the promise of God, which is not in Jerusalem, it is mentioned that the previous Hagar is same as same as Jerusalem, the present Jerusalem. But when it comes to when it comes to uh, Sarah, this is not that Jerusalem, which is above. That means by faith. That means miracle. That is Sarah. Now, when this uh, promise of God. Uh, comes into us when 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 it when it comes into us everything that you do will be will be what god ordained you understand the difference is that whatever you do will be god ordained whereas in the other case see for example uh, the, the prophet uh, at the time, uh, Balak and Balaam, he first came, ba uh, Balak came and said, pray. And he said, no, you cannot curse Israel. This is not possible. But when he was lured, he again came and said, he said, I will go. Now finally a donkey has to, see, we think that it is right, but it is not right. Because a donkey had to talk to the prophet. See the situation. See the pathetic state. So there, there we see, uh, there we see the Hagar. The Hagar, uh, Hagar is from Mount Sinai. Now, uh, Jerusalem is above and which is free, which is the mother of all of us. Why, why, why it says that is the mother of all of us? By faith, you are saved. Right? If someone is saved without faith, can you lift, lift your hand? If you are saved by faith, can you lift your hand? Oh, many of them are not lifting. <laughs> can, you, can you lift your hand once, once again and pro proclaim Jesus? Say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So, uh, so the next is Paul is bringing a bigger light into this metaphor. That is, Paul says that the, that there is an illegitimate relationship between law and Hagar, which is a covenant at Mount Sinai is producing men. This is what I told. This is because man has defined the law. Now, the law condemns the sin, but not the sinful nature. The law condemns the sin, but not the sinful nature in us, in me. Now, you are doing what is needed minimum to satisfy God. Minimum to satisfy God. Just think what is our first priority. First priority will be our job. I am not saying that you should take it out, but in job also, you can do his work. When anything that is coming contrary, you can praise God, you can think about God, you can do many things if your heart is with God. And when your boss asks to do something which is not uh, according to your faith, you can very clearly say, 
that this is, I cannot do it because there is, a, there is something in me. What is that something? It is Christ or a treasure. That treasure is in me. Yes. So, uh, where we, we see that the law is holy. Now, this uh, particular uh, relationship, uh, relationship in uh, Romans chapter 7, it is very clearly mentioned. Romans chapter 7, I am not reading the whole part. Uh, that is, we will be reading 7 from 11, 12, and 13. Uh, now, God's law is holy, and it is undoubtedly holy. It is not the law, but 7.11 says, Sin taking the occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it slew me. See, you read that. Sin taking the occasion to its advantage. And then, then, uh, then it killed me. Deceived me and it killed me. Twelfth verse, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Thirteenth verse, I, I would wish to put it in NL, NL, NLT. But how can that be? Did the law which is good cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. Of course not. Sin used, sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death so that we can see how terrible the sin really is. It uses God's good commands for its own evil purposes. Here we see the sin is using God's law, God's law for evil purposes. So, it is not the law. Law is holy, law is good. Uh, see the practical fun functioning, uh, functioning of the sinful nature in us. 18 and 19, the same chapter. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. I want to do that is uh, what is right, but I can't. In the 19th verse, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. See how, how the sin uses, uses, which is sitting inside us, and uses us where we fail practically, totally. We we are a slave unto the sin. How it sits. You want to do good, but you cannot, you, you cannot do. Because uh, today morning itself, something happened. I was preparing. I was still, I was going through, I was meditating. I just had a thought that I wanted to look something, which it was very much there. Very much there. Why? Just go and have a look. I said, no. I am doing, I said, because I, I understood the importance of it, because I was meditating. I, I said, I said, no, I will not do. Whatever, whatever happens, no, I will not do. And I stood because of the value that I, God made me understand. So it is, it is not, you can read that part, because of time I am not going deep. Uh, law is not bad, but the sin using law and making us a slave unto, 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 unto that. So, uh, now we see the power of sin hidden in me. Who can save me? Romans 7.23 Here, Paul says very important verse there. 23. But there is another power within me that is at, at war with my mind. See, here Paul says that there is a power within me which is at war with me, which is fighting with me. 
This is flesh. This is flesh. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. This is the power that made you a slave in the previous verses. In the previous verses. So here you see that the power, that another power which is at war with my mind. And the 24th uh, verse, Paul says, Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free from this life that is dominated by sin and death? It's a question to all of us. And he himself gives the answer in 25th verse. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ our Lord. When, uh, when, we, when, when we read uh, Romans 8, chapter 3rd verse, the word clearly states, if you listen, you will understand. If you don't listen, you will miss the boat. All right? For what the law could not do, listen, what the law could not do, which was weak through the flesh, because of our flesh, my uh, flesh was weak, the, what the law could not do, God sending his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh. Why he came down as a servant, serv servanthood in flesh and blood? Why? The reason was only one reason. This is the reason. That for sin, condemn the sin in the flesh. To condemn the sin in the flesh. That means the sinful nature of us is your old person who is hanging in the cross. I don't know whether you understood. The sinful nature, not the sin, the sinful nature himself, which is the old person, which is Hagar, now hanging on the cross. When you accept Jesus, Jesus Christ. Who all, who all, who all understood? Can you, can you, can you raise, raise your hands? Yeah. Backside, many, many of you, I don't know whether you are uh, listening or not. All right. Uh, all right. So, Romans 8.1 says, So there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. This verse says, after the whole, from the first chapter, Romans, first chapter to the seventh chapter, last, and then comes 8.1, there is no condemnation. Paul mentioned everything about Christ. And then he says that there is no condemnation. And then he goes and says, what law could not do, because, it is, because our flesh was weak, our flesh was weak, God sending his own son, in the likeness of my flesh, to condemn the sinful nature in the flesh. So, condemn sin in the flesh means to condemn the sinful nature, Hagar, Hagar is your old self. Galatians 4.30 says, Cast out the bondwoman and her son. Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be a heir with the son of the free woman. That means we have to take out what is the son? Is our deeds. Cast out our deeds and the sinful nature in us. Submit to God. Submit to, submit to God so that, so that you will never be a, a slave unto, slave unto, uh, uh, slave unto sin. So here, what happens now? When you are changed, when you submit to God, when you submit to Christ, you are a new creation. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. You are Isaac. You are born of faith. You are born of faith, believing the promises of God. You are believing in the promises of God so that your life becomes a miracle. 
If you believe, say hallelujah. This is done not by anyone, by the Christ, by our Jesus Christ himself, when he was crucified. Now, uh, now, in the normal way, only for everyone will come at the will of God. You know when? Everyone will come at the will of God. You know when? When we die. Then after that we cannot do anything. We are done. Whether it's a sinful person or he was murdering, Hitler murdering how many people when he was dead? Finished. So, before that, if you want to be a new creation, I don't know whether you are understand, understanding. When you are, if you want to be a new creation, it is only a death can a death can define a new creation. Only a death can define a new creation. That means you have to die. Unless you die, you cannot become the sons of Sarah. You cannot produce Isaac. You cannot, which is by faith in God's promises. Christ, it's a miracle. It's a miracle of God. Now, Romans 7, 4 says, Therefore, my fellow believers, you too died to law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another. You may belong to another, to him who raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. So you are a new person, you are bearing fruit for God before you were producing fruit for devil. Hence, I am free to marry Christ because I am dead. I am crucified. My old person is crucified. Now, I am crucified to the world as Christ is crucified to the world. Now, Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is a miraculous verse. Now you live. You died. Now you live in, in Christ's righteousness. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful thing. God is calling for you for that righteous righteousness. Now, Sarah is producing children of freedom by the promise of God. We are the new person in Christ. My acts are satisfying the standards of God because of Isaac in me. This is a miracle. Born again experience is a miracle. Christ in me. You are a new creation in Christ and this is a miracle. How do you know that you are a new creation? How do you know? When someone cheated you a big amount and you do not, and you do not give a case unto him with the police, people ask, why? And you reply, what reply you will say? I was debted. I was indebted much more. God cleared, cleared my debt. I said that. Again, uh, I, again, you when you get, give a get a big amount from the from the road side and you decide to give it back, why? Because you have a treasure much valuable than that. You give it. You give it back. You hate your enemy. You hated your enemy, but now you pray for the enemy. Isn't it a miracle? You did not have any problem in telling lies, but now you cannot. Isn't it a miracle? This is, a, this is, a re, this is the example. This, this, is the, this is how you can prove. You did not have any problem in engaging in lusting, but now lust comes, you flee. You flee. This is what Joseph, Joseph did. 
I'm, I'm not sure how, how we are tackling it. How you did not have any problem in bribing, but you, you now say, I don't want that business. Your love was on chatting, and your love now is to meditate on the word. Why? Because God is in you. Much valuable thing. The precious, there is something which is precious than all these things. Do you consider, do you consider Christ as value, value, valuable? Abraham trusted Eliezer to go to, uh, go to find a girl for uh, Isaac. And he was on the way. He saw Rebekah. And he was sure that this is the, this is the girl. He went and told, he discussed with, his, with her parents, can you uh, send her with me? They said, no, it's not possible. It's, it's, it's not possible. They have, she has to be here with us, and then you can take. He said, no, let us ask Rebecca. And he asked Rebecca. Rebecca said, I'm going. She said, I'm going. And she packed her things, and she was on the way to Jerusalem, from Mesopotamia to Jerusalem. On the way, what she had to talk to Eliezer, it was all about, all about Isaac. She was inquiring about everything about Isaac. This is the time that you have, you have to inquire about Isaac. Bible is there. The word of God is there. You can meditate. And then as they reached the, the camp, they see Isaac coming out of after the prayers. And with reverence, she got down. Isaac came Isaac took her home. What a beautiful evening. We will all have that beautiful evening. God will take, her, take us home. God will take us home. He will take us home. He is our Isaac. Anyone who wants to give your life, anyone who wants to give your life, please come forward. Anyone who wants to give your life, if you have heard, and if you have, if God says yes, please come forward. Otherwise, God bless you all. If there is anyone, if there is anyone, if there is anyone, it is my duty to ask. He will take you home. He will take you. He will take you home. We will just stand up and sing, I surrender. You know the song? All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him his present daily life. I surrender all I surrender all All to Thee my blessed Savior brought the word unto us, commit him unto the hand of the Lord, that the hand of the Lord will be mighty upon him, that more grace will be released unto him. In this end time, he will be a battle axe in the hand of the Lord. 
Once again, Lord, we say thank you. I want you to pray for yourself. As you have been taken on that journey to meet with your bride. As you have been taken on that journey, the Lord will give you the opportunity to meditate, to be focused, that your yearning will be towards that goal God has taken you. That goal God has that He has prepared for us. Help us, O Lord, to meditate. Help us that our focus and our goal will be, O Lord, to meet with you on the last day in the name of Jesus. Help us, O Lord. Help us. Help us, my Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you have blessed us today. We are grateful because in your presence there is fullness of joy. Thank you for everyone that you have spoken to. Thank you, Father, for every of your word that have missed with our feet. We give you praise. Blessed be your holy name. As we go, Lord, let us not leave your presence. Let your word abide in us all the days of our life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please, first timer, when you come out of this door, you will meet with uh, our ministers and they will be able to share more about the church. Praise the Lord.